Thanks for tuning in to Walking in Victory, a podcast that's about giving people a platform to share their story. On this show, you can expect vulnerable testimonies and honest conversations. Walking in Victory is here to inspire others to boldly share their stories, find healing, and learn wisdom that is applicable to everyday life. This show is geared towards young adults in their 20s and 30s who follow Jesus and to those who are curious about Him. Ultimately, this podcast is here to inspire you to walk in the victory and flourishing that God has called you. With that in mind, let's jump into this week's episode of Walking in Victory. I know that you you talked about like the ups and downs of the past six months for you. Yeah. Just yeah. kind of maybe expand on like the trial period and then like what you've learned from that trial period. Because you, you got on this before and shared a testimony. Yeah. About even mental health and all that kind of stuff. Definitely. And I know that it came back it did. as like a like a relapse the past Basically. six months. Yeah. And I witnessed, I witnessed you change, and I was like, "That's not, mm. that's not Christian." Mm. I know who Christian is, and I know that he's not quite there right now. Totally. But now you're back, and I'm like super thankful. Like we're having a conversation, like it's very fruitful. What have you learned from that experience going back? To yeah, those mental I, I think I think I often reflect on like the trials I face when it comes to that of my mental health and. Uh, preceding my time of actually encountering Jesus, I was tremendously tormented from all angles and got delivered, set free, spirits cast out, infilling the Holy Spirit. It's great. Um, and had the full confidence that I would never face any sort of battle in that regard again because of the radical experience I had. But the truth is, is that um, we, are, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, Everything's spiritual, but there's still the practical realities of the soul and the body and the mind that can be impacted. I've come to recognize there's been uh, residue or residual impacts from my initial onset of attack Mm -hmm. from the enemy that is undergoing a recovery period. And this recovery period requires a openness of heart and of mind of like acknowledging like, hey, Christian, like, you've been through a lot. There's been many challenges. You need to care for yourself well from every facet, physically, Mm. exercising, dieting, journaling, being cognizant of your emotions and being tuned in. Going to counseling. Going to counseling. I decided, and I had this very strong stance that, like, no, this is spiritual. Why am I doing counseling? Or medicine. Yeah, or medicine. Why am I taking medicine? Like, and, um... God's Healing Door was a book which I gave to CJ at one of our gatherings. This is Friday morning coffee session. Uh, God operates through a variety of avenues of administering his healing. Just because there is a um, practical means of receiving help doesn't diminish God's hand in it. And so for me, I had to open myself from this hubris and this pride of like, no, I'm only going to read the scripture and pray and, and I'll be okay. That's be my medicine. That will be my medicine. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, Lord, if you guide me in the spirit of wisdom that you've provided great and healthy things that can help administer health to me, mm-hmm. then I'm willing to receive it. Mm-hmm. So for me, part of the struggle has been removing that pride and humbling myself and acknowledging that there are tools and resources that can assist me. 
and put me on the path of greater health and trajectory. But with that aside, the other battle is just the soul of like, well, how do I, how is the lens in which I see myself? Do I see myself as broken and like damaged and like incapable of overcoming or do I still stay rooted in the truth? And that's been something that, because it, my experience has been destructive. Like it's impacted me in a variety of ways and it's set me back to some extent if you look at it from that perspective. And so I can become discouraged. I could be hopeless. I could be dismayed. And in times I do. And so the aftermath of such an incident is usually a time of melancholy mm. and disillusionment and bewilderment of like, what am I? Who am I? Where am I going? Why did this happen? And I kind of um, implode in the sense of my emotional well-being. Uh, so it takes time for me to kind of climb up the mountain while the sun's shining down and smile comes across my face and I have the momentum and the confidence restored again. It takes effort to dispel the lies that bombard me every which way and to choose truth. Uh, and so it's something that is like tearing down a wall and rebuilding. And each time I've become stronger and more fortified and that such an attack has less of an inroad because God is able to find the holes that I previously were not, I was previously not aware of and, and fill them with his love and with his grace. And so I now find myself in a place of being healed, being restored, being assured of his love and his goodness in, in, in tandem with the variety of other services and support that helped me get better. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm not prideful when I go to counseling and I talk to my counselor, I'm like, yo, I'm a verbal processor anyways. And they actually have practical training and techniques and strategies that can be effective as ministering insight and how I can develop better as a man, as a, as a son, mm. if not. Uh, and so I'm grateful for that. And I, I take medication and it's not, and then I'm so thankful that uh, the, the psychiatrist I use is a holistic psychiatrist. So it's not one that provides a litany of very invasive and uh, burdensome uh, sedative drugs is actually like very methodical and technical and very fine-tuned like a chemist that's like <laughs> finding the right balance of what's good and and, and not uh yeah too much and yeah, so yeah, yeah. i find myself well-tuned and like taken care of and and aligned and i'm thankful and i'm not prideful about it and i do believe that i am cured in jesus name and that's what i'm pressing towards and it's embracing resources now accelerate the arrival of that end destination mm. but it is a journey i have to uh remain uh filled with faith about ultimately uh, because it can distort your image um how you see yourself through the lens of brokenness rather through the lens of wholeness mm -hmm. and i know that i've been made whole. i know that i have a sound mind i know these truths it's just the enemy seeks continuously to disrupt and i do not want him to have the final say that's why it says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Yeah. I, we always go back to that verse, right? It's like, we've been given salvation. Let's now work it out. Let's do the practical things so that we don't fall back into those lies because it's it's like an exercise, you know? It's like we always have to continue to exercise our faith outward so that the lies of the enemy don't come inward too much. Yeah. I mean, I woke up this, this morning, what I was going to talk to you about today is like I'm studying yesterday for the GRE, yeah. uh, that's entrance exam for graduate school and studying, it's going well, it gets to this hard problem and I'm just like, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so I just distract myself and I tune out. And then I think about time and time does not stop. It's always moving and 
and it's progressing. And I look at my avenue of what I've chosen of going to graduate school in a way to better equip myself to, to further my career goals and enhance my skill sets. And I look at the kind of this gap of where I'm at, to where I need to go and what's required to get there. And as I'm going through the journey, it's just that it's a journey. And so in the moment of yesterday where I decided to throw my hands up and not do this problem, unpacks a bunch of insecurities of like, where am I? Where am I headed? Where am I going? And you kind of implode. Yeah. And so that reality, that experience is like, above all, is you have to keep your mind right. And and and, and, and your your motive pure. And so I find that this bombardment, it's never going to end. We have to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. And we have to stay rooted in the truth of what God says, because he's going to come from any angle. And he's going to find those, like poking you, pushing your buttons, so to speak, to get you to react so that you withdraw, so that you run away, so that you feel less than. And so I've had this tension of knowing my created worth, my value, my potential, and not maximizing that for the way that God has called me to be. And as a result of me not maximizing my potential is this disappointment that actually works against me. And so how do I push through that? Is the current battle I'm at. I'm pushing through that sense of lingering insecurities that I've gotten progress on to press towards something that God's calling me to higher. Mm-hmm. But I have to do it with his strength, with his help, not just of my own motivation, my own volition. Yeah. Because that would leave me empty. That would leave me drained and such. So kind of goes back to the what we talked about earlier we can let the trials make it an excuse to just go the other way and say you know what i can't do this yeah anymore like you the studying like when you get frustrated it's like you know what i can just like say the trials come and i'm i'm not going to do the studying then make a pattern of that make a pattern or you can take the trial and say you know i don't feel like studying i'm going to press through and try a little bit more even though i don't feel like it hmm and build that muscle of discipline. Yes. Right? Discipline is a good thing. But it comes from the, the fact that we are forgiven. We are saved. We are we have salvation. So now, because of that, because you have the grace to go and be disciplined, go ahead and be disciplined. Not to earn it, but from it. From the fruit of it should become discipline. So I appreciate you sharing that. And I think... Uh, the Lord's going to use those trials to continue to refine you and strengthen you. Um, I kind of am curious too of like when you were in that headspace when you were going through that trial, like what were some of the thoughts that you were thinking or like what led you back to the hospital oh, even? Yeah. Uh, two people in my life had committed suicide. Mm. So I remember distinctly I was at the conference, Simply Jesus, sitting there and uh, there's there's a deliverance ministry at Garden City, and so like I was reminded of that deliverance ministry. And my friend who had come, he kind of panicked, left prematurely before he could really be ministered to, and remained tormented after that day. And so all those memories were flooding me, and there was a sheer disappointment about the outcome of him killing himself when help was right there knocking at the door. And so I was just frustrated. I was sad. I was angry. I was all these whirlwind of emotions came over me. And so I left the conference. I walked. I started like walking down the neighborhood and trying to clear my mind. I was so overwhelmed, so inundated with like these emotions that it just created a 
traumatic experience that brought back those torments mm. and like blindsided me like just like a leak water floods through and all of a sudden it's like what's happening mm -hmm. so after that point started getting little sleep and behavior is a bit more erratic and um, that kind of was what led to the I guess what they call uh, episodes of mm -hmm. and, um, yeah yeah so I mean and that can happen it's you know, traumas of our life which means that we have to keep our heart guarded from sowing seeds of, of discord or, 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 or anger whatever the theme weeds the enemy is trying to plant uh, because that can disrupt and create turmoil in your soul life and kind of great things that were not made to be there. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think I guarded my heart well um, in the sense that I hadn't experienced suicide in my life before. I never thought it would be something I would come across. I haven't even experienced like major death mm -hmm. in my life apart from my grandmother, but I was so young and we weren't that close. So it was like yeah. all at once. So that's really good and it did it for me. Kind of like triggered you yeah. basically. Yeah, basically triggered, yeah. And you probably, you were, were you doing the holistic stuff leading up to that? No, not entirely. Um, I thought I was better, so you get you kind of get pride, maybe, right? Yeah, like, I'm get, doing okay. Yeah, and you think like <clears throat> it's it's done with, it's behind you, you're confident. But it's it's just like anything. Like if you struggle with, you know, if you have struggle with drugs or you struggle with pornography or you struggle with anger, mm. and you need to learn how to manage your temper, there's specific parameters that you put into place to safeguard yourself knowing that there might be an inclination to flow in that way even if you've overcome it and so for me when it comes to my mental health it's like i have to have these safeguards i have to tend the waters so to speak so that i am channeled in the way that god has made me to be and that i don't deviate yeah. and that's having a good resources in place to do that and so for me i can't get careless out of a self-righteous confidence but i have to have a sense of contriteness of reliance on god and like how do i steward my health with you lord in the way that you see and i genuinely believe it is onto something where i do counseling for a while i take medication and that does come to a point of the end mm. and i believe i will arrive at that point but in the meantime as i journey with god and the healing process of my soul i'm willing to have long suffering with grace mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and be well and whole and not at the expense of prematurely creating my own path of healing apart from him this is wild because um i always think about injuries like physical injuries too yeah and i work in physical therapy right so when you sustain a trauma injury right say i break my ankle i have to have intervention like mm. a surgical intervention like the lord has to go back to spiritual it's a search like a, he comes in and works surgery on your heart right yeah this this is an ankle right so surgical intervention and then there's a period of rehab mm. that you need to go through right mm. and so you might start off non-weight bearing and you can't even put weight on your ankle mm. that's a safeguard right yeah and then you let Two, three weeks go by and then they change your cast to a, a, a boot that gives you a little bit more freedom because now you can take the boot off and you can do a little bit of range of motion but you still can't put weight on it and then time goes on where 
the pain that was once very heavy when you first got the surgery is now starting to go away. Uh, so now you're, sometimes I get patients that are like, man, I, I can walk. Like, I don't, I know the doctor says now weight bearing, but I know I can walk, which is what pride, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I'm taking a step before I know that I'm supposed to. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so yeah. our athletes get that way too. They're they like, do. I'm going to get back on the field and they come back early. And then what happens? They get hurt again. Yeah. And so the safeguard is like, it goes from a cast to a boot, maybe an ankle brace. Mm. And then maybe like a high top shoe or whatever that may look like. So eventually to the point where a year passes by and you don't need anything, yeah. but you still continue the exercises. Exactly. Right. Strengthening, getting stronger than before. And even me, like I've had an ankle injury or I've had a, a shoulder injury and I feel to the point where I, I'm good. I, I played basketball even without an ankle brace and I've been fine. But this shoulder here, I know if I were to play baseball or softball, I have a chance of re-injuring it because I haven't been doing my exercises to maintain the strength or build the strength. So it just goes back to like the pride, right? Like I can't ever think that I'm fully, fully 100% healed if there has been an injury sustained. I can mm. get to the point where I'm functional and even able to play again, but I, it doesn't mean I can't ever neglect the injury that I once had. Yeah. I need to take that serious and still continue to do the, the strengthening exercises to maintain at least what I do have, if not make stronger. So well said. I mean, it makes me think I injured my shoulder working out at the gym. I was doing overhead presses and it didn't even hurt that bad at first. Right. Then there's like a delay onset mm -hmm. of the pain and it picks up. And so I was like, All right, I'm going to take some time off the gym, just rest it, let it get better. And then, um, week goes by and the pain's still there. And I was like, why is it still there? Well, I hadn't been stretching it. I hadn't been rehabbing it. And so there's, it's interesting that like you pull something and it's strained and you have to actually stretch it out and kind of go through that little bit of pain and let it relax again in order for it to get its use back and strength sure. back. Sure. So then I had to implement a stretching routine in order to begin the recovery process. And so I've been on a journey of doing shoulder stretches. I was doing stretches this morning, See? focusing on my shoulder in order for it to fully recover. Because if I just let it be there and thinking that just resting and not actually pressing against it through a good practice would bring forth healing then i would be feeling the shoulder pain months down the road and yep. it's been a month now i still feel it it's getting better but yeah now i'm actually implementing a healthy system to get it through so yeah because i think about this too a lot it's like we talk about we don't need more rules right we need a heart change heart if change. we're struggling with something yeah, yeah. but there's that foundation of like, I need to have safeguards in place because that's wisdom. I need to wear ankle brace. Yes. Yeah. You know, I need to have a, a blocker on my phone, whatever that may look like. Mm -hmm. I did, but I shouldn't just focus on adding more rules. The boundaries and the safeguards are there so that I can grow in grace. Yes. Yes. And if, at the same time, though, like, say I get to the point where I don't struggle with um, watching porn or whatever for three years and I remove those safeguards completely, I could. Maybe if the Lord has really delivered me from that. But as we've said before, sometimes we have spots in our life where we're at a weak spot. Yep. And he can 
poke at you in those vulnerable moments in that weak spot to make you relapse. 100%. So it's like, it's about the humility of saying, Lord, I do need safeguards, mm. but at the same time, grow my heart with the foundation of the safeguard so that I can grow in grace and understanding of who I am. Because if we truly believe that we are fully loved by God, by the Father, the same love that He loves Jesus mm. onto us, mm. we wouldn't be struggling as much as we are. And so we need to keep growing in our revelation of righteousness. Like we are righteous. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Mm. I am not a failure. I I don't even want to talk about, oh, I'm struggling with this, struggling with this, struggling with that too much. Mm-hmm. Because that's a lie. That is a lie. Because I'm forgiven. I am made clean despite the struggle. Mm. So I need to be focusing on, I am righteous, I am righteous, I am righteous. Despite struggling and that's why it's called faith because it doesn't seem like you're righteous right now but you must believe it and when you believe that it'll change your your behavior yeah yeah that's so good set your mind on things above not on things on the earth and guard your heart with all diligence Mm -hmm. and the guard is really in the hebrew for that is really similar to the word garrison which is a essence you're protecting peace over your heart and your mind. And so anything that might infiltrate or disrupt, you're able to block it and take it away and guard and protect that that tranquility mm, of your heart and your soul. Good. And that's that's what we've been called to do. And that's uh, ongoing journey that we experience. Um, and so that's just something that really came to my mind as you're sharing with guard our hearts. And we think about the armor of God, uh, most of that is defensive clothing. Yeah, yeah. And there's only one offensive, which is the sword of the spirit, which is the word, the spoken word of God. So that's a reminder to me of if I am having those lies bombard my head, I need to speak out loud. Yeah. The truths of God saying, I am. No, I am the righteousness mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. People might be like in the other room thinking, like, are you talking to yourself? <laughs> like, yeah, I am. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying it out loud right now because I'm feeling like I'm struggling. Yeah. Because the devil wants to keep us silent. He does. And he wants to define us by our struggle, by our disappointments, and allow that to dictate the image. He's trying to distort the image of Christ that we've called the bearer to become the image of him. Mm-hmm. And that's why the world is filled with idols to embody him as God rather than Jesus as God and God in us, you mm-hmm. know, the rightful God, which is the Lord and his lordship. And so we have to dismantle that and we have to fight back, not through our efforts, but as you said, through the word through the truth that's good yeah that's good I'm gonna pray cool <laughs> and we're gonna head out awesome Lord I thank you so much just for this conversation I thank you just for the vulnerability shared by both of us uh, I pray that if yeah if anyone listens to this that they would be transformed and changed and inspired to uh, press towards the goal to realize that they are forgiven and healed and to also understand the wisdom of safeguards and protection, Lord. Um, I just pray for uh, my brother Christian here, that he continue to grow in the revelation of his righteousness, and that uh, in navigating his uh, relationships, he would also be vulnerable and also take risks and do things that he's never done before to understand what it means to be in a relationship. So, yeah, I already thank you for that truth that that will happen. I thank you for just the opportunity to have conversations like this and to record and share a coffee or 
just have the equipment to be able to, to uh, create stuff like this. So, uh, yeah, we thank you, Lord, and I pray for the listeners, and I pray that they would uh, be blessed by this. Uh, in your name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs>